Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Sun Sports Football Podcast. My name is Derek McGregor. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Colin Duncan. You well, Colin? Yeah, good, Derek. Thank you. You joined me at Parkhead for the title-clinching result over Aberdeen, Colin. A game that we thought, I think, for about the first 49 minutes was seriously dull. Suddenly became quite a gripping game. What were your thoughts on it? It was 3-0 up. It looked as if it was going to turn into an absolute rout. You know, you expected Celtic to maybe go and score five and six, but all credit to Aberdeen, the way they come back into the match. I think they had a significant help with the introduction of Effie Ambrose. <laughs> you know, Effie does what, you know, Effie did what Effie does. You know, he came on and suddenly all was calm and then there was chaos all around him. Um, <laughs> Aberdeen seemed to get a lift from that and, you know, all credit to them. It was a terrific finish to the match and they were probably slightly unlucky not to, to maybe get something out of the match in the end. They, they pushed Celtic close and had a couple of chances late on. But as, as Derek McKenna said, you know, afterwards, it probably just summed up the, the story of their entire season, that 90 minutes. You know, they, they came so close, but yeah, it was just a case of so far. Have you ever known, Colin, a defender, a player such as Effie Ambrose, who brings such chaos to where there is only can? Celtic were fairly untroubled until Effie came on, and then <laughs> a nervousness seemed to set in. You know, it seemed to spread all around the everybody around about him and you know from looking so in control they just started to panic and when Aberdeen got the first one back you know it just it, it spread you know they became more and more nervous they got a bit more frantic as, as the game went on you know that must be just the, the effie factor <laughs> I mean the two of us at a 3-2 with about 15 minutes of regulation time left I think the two of us were looking at each other trying to figure out had there ever been a time at home for Celtic when they'd blown a 3-0 lead? I don't recall ever Celtic you know, at home or uh, even in European matches been 3-0 up and, and surrendering that advantage. But it, I mean, you have to give credit to Aberdeen because I mean they look completely dead and buried. Derek McInnes made a few tactical changes and they seemed to work. They really got it, Celtic. The pace of Hayes, McGinn... He put Shinny into midfield and he was more effective in there. You know, he looked a wee bit suspect at the back, probably culpable for the first, you know, a couple of the Celtic goals. But the, the changes he made worked and they really put a lot of pressure on Celtic in the, in the closing stages of the match, Derek. Patrick Roberts scores twice, two sublime goals. The kid looks a real talent. You can see why Manchester City have fought out fortunes to sign him last summer. Celtic about that early reminder from a chance created by Johnny Hayes. This is Patrick Roberts. Cutting inside Shinny, holding off Shinny, going for a goal himself, oh that's magnificent! Patrick Roberts gives Celtic the lead, the teenager comes up with a wonderful solo goal, it's his fourth goal for Celtic. He's now approaching a scenario in the summer, Colin, where it's a certainty that England's under-19 side will call him up for the Euro finals in Germany, but they clash directly with Celtic's Champions League qualifiers. 
the player has stated he'd rather play for Celtic. Ronnie Dyla has stated it's better for his career that he plays for Celtic. Where do you stand on it? I think I mean, Celtic are clearly trying to put some pressure on the FA. I mean, they're desperate to have all their best players for the for the Champions League qualifiers. Patrick's already said you know that he would rather play in the Champions League than the under-19 European Championships. But ultimately, it's going to come down to the FA. If the FA want Patrick Roberts to play in the Euros in Germany this summer, then Patrick Roberts will be playing for England in the... In the, in the Euros the only saving grace for Celtic is going to be the first qualifier so the chance they're going to be playing against one of the minnows one of the smaller European clubs so they should be able to get through that tie with or without Patrick Roberts but see ultimately it's going to come down to the FA and if they dig their heels in and say that Patrick Roberts is going to be playing for his country then that will be the end of the matter regardless of what Celtic say what Patrick Roberts says what Ronnie Dylan says it's clearly a, a special young talent and can you imagine the England under-19s coach, Eddie Boothroyd, having any sympathy for Celtic in this one? No, I mean, he's got to look after his own, his own team, his own squad. I, I generally don't think that Celtic will come into his considerations. I think he he will want to do what's best for England. Yeah. And if that, that, and that, that entails picking his best players. And Patrick Roberts, I mean, he's a £12 million player. I mean, most countries at the Euros would be... <laughs> <laughs> bite your hand off to have a player of that calibre in the ranks during the summer. You know, most people have been excited watching Roberts over the last couple of months, but to, you know, even allowing for that, Colin, has he still shown enough for you to suggest that in the Champions League, albeit qualifiers, he can make a difference for Celtic? I think he can. I think what um, stood out yesterday, not only there was these, these two goals, two absolutely sensational strikes. Celtic looking in control. This is Rogic picking out Griffiths. Considine goes short. Well, that's for Roberts. Great chance for Roberts. 2-0 to Celtic. And he made that look so easy. Very well set up, though, by Lee Griffiths, who nutmeg Considine there with the pass. But just the way he's, he's recovered mentally after the Old Farm game at Hamden. I mean, that miss can have a real, real devastating effect in people. I mean, it was an absolute howler. But the fact how quickly he's managed just to get that out of his mind mm. and get over it. You know, he scored at Tynecastle. Another two goals against Aberdeen. That shows he's got a bit of steel, you know, to his character as well as the talent. I mean, at £12 million, you're expecting him to be something special. And while he still is only 19, I think he'll be a real, real asset for, for Celtic next season. That's a good I point. I think he'll be a star in the Premiership. It's a good point you make, Colin, about his, his recovery from, from that Hamden Howler. I mean, is that strength of character been as impressive for you as the ability is shown? At such, a, such a, a young age without a shadow of a doubt because we, we, that game was built up for months and months and months and you know it was so, so important you know and for that to happen to him at such a young age you know it can leave its mark you know it, it can take some type players Scalmer. weeks yeah months years even to go over things like that but the way he's been able to shrug it off you know tells you that he has got something about him uh, and I think that Celtic would have been really really impressed by, by the young guy's character in the last couple of weeks in the wake of that. Mikel Lustig also scored for Celtic and of course that, that goal was completely overshadowed by everything else that was going on Colin but Mikel Lustig I've always seen as a kind of unsung hero for Celtic. He's just a solid dependable defender. Angle ball picked out here McGregor. He's away from Shinny. Callum McGregor great chance for Celtic. This is Lustig 3-0 to Celtic. It was all so easy here. Callum McGregor taking on Shinny, who will not be happy with his contribution there. It's a fine finish. Given 
you know, I mean, the absolute shambles we saw in the second half when Aberdeen started coming back at Celtic. Is it? Is it key that Celtic make sure that Lustig stays at Parkhead? I think he's coming up into the final year of his contract. Would you look for them to, to secure him, Colin? One of the key things about Michael Lustig is his temperament. He's always calm under pressure. And if you look at the big games, the big matches, the European matches, old firm matches, he, he, he comes to the fore, he never lets you down. You know, And, and that's the one thing Celtic need in defence. Somebody to bring a bit of that calmness, a bit of serenity to that back four, because, you know, say when the FA comes into the fray, then it, it does change. So, <laughs> no, I think, you know, any time if you watch Michael Lustig playing for Sweden, he never lets them down. Most of the big games for Celtic, he's always a 7 out of 10. Very, very reliable. So, yeah, I think Celtic would be looking to, to keep players like Lustig. It all depends what the new manager thinks. He might have totally different ideas, but you would think so a reliable, seasoned international like that, they'd be keen to, to keep on board. Aberdeen, up until 3-0, were, were abysmal. I think the both of us were, were kind of stunned at how feeble they were. There was a kind of lack of spirit. And then I think it was I think it was Effie Ambrose's mistake that allowed Johnny Hayes a run in on goal. That It was almost from that point onwards that Aberdeen kind of woke up. From that moment, how impressed were you with Aberdeen? On well, the second half, I mean, it was night and day to the, to the first half performance. You know, Aberdeen were exceptional in the second half. You know, they scored a couple of great goals. They were unfortunate maybe not to snatch an equaliser late on and a couple of chances from set pieces. But yeah, I mean, and then Derek McInnes touched on it afterwards. I mean, he only needs another three or four players. Just it's, it's strength in number, you know, he, he just lacks strength and depth this season. You know, when he, when he can get his best 11 players on the pitch, you know, they beat Celtic twice at Petaudry this season. But it's just the lack of strength, it seems, you know, that Celtic can, can absorb injuries much, much better than Aberdeen can and I think that's why Derek's so keen to get maybe three, four, five new faces on board in the summer because he, he genuinely believes that if, if he can get the signings that he requires then he they can push Celtic even closer next season. Niall McGinn's such a key player for them, terrific goal himself. Good challenge there by Considine, now Kenny McLean, good running here from Johnny Hayes, McGinn is free on the right, this is for Niall McGinn and Aberdeen have one back. McGinn scores against his former club and the Celtic defence was in complete disarray as soon as the beat-on pass went wrong. This is good play by McGinn. And then he, he, he also provides the free kick for Andrew Considine to score. It was interesting that McGinn himself said that he felt the players needed a bit of help, that it, it can't just continually fall on the likes of him, Johnny Hayes, Adam Rooney. It's a fair point, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, they, they, they've been the, the main players this season. Hayes has been exceptional. McGinn's weighed in with plenty of goals as well. Rooney, when, when he's been fit, he'll always score you know, 20, 25 goals a season. But yeah, they need contributions from, from other areas of the park. But I thought Shinny made a big difference when, when Derek McInnes put him into the middle of the park. He's just got a bit of vibrancy, he's got pace. He's got that kind of pace, he's, able, you know, he's willing to run at players. Defenders don't like playing against like that, guys like that. You know, and that's why Hayes was so effective when he was running at Ambrose and the other central defenders later on, they just hitting it and they have got a lot of pace in their team, Aberdeen. And I think that's what makes them so effective and that's what made them so effective in the in the second half. You know, when they were were more direct. You were quite strong with your opinions and your inside right column in a Sunday pullout to Colin regards the Aberdeen board and and how you felt that they, they had failed Derek McInnes during the January transfer window. You made the point it was 
you know, at that, at that stage, there wasn't much between the teams in point-wise. And, you know, on reflection, that was a serious opportunity for Aberdeen to really show their ambition. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought Celtic looked a bit vulnerable. Mm. I'm not saying that Aberdeen, if they had gone, on, gone out and spent money and brought in two or three players, then they would have won the title. But I think it would have been interesting. It would have certainly made it a much closer contest. And I just think it was an opportunity missed for Aberdeen. If they had the courage of their convictions and backed their manager, you know, matched his ambition, then they might have, you know, we could have taken it down to the wire. I mean, Derek came out after the game yesterday and, and said a similar thing. You know, he's looking for that financial backing because he, he does reckon that he can take the title back to Pataudry for the first time, I think, since 1985, sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to be fair to you know, he, he's, not acting, he's not asking for ridiculous sums. He's just looking for that chance to, to take them further. And, you know, you would have thought with the increased crowds and no doubt the sponsorship money's increased as well, the prize money for finishing second again. I mean, he's earned the right, you would think, for the board to push the boat out a bit more for him. Well, he's made progress, you know, season on season for the last three years. His recruitment has been pretty good. The mm. players that he's brought in have done really well. He's shown he can be trusted with. Yep, yep. I think he's a terrific manager, very astute tactically. I think the fact the Leicester scenario also might help, you know, guys like who are in Derek's position. The fact that they've done it in a relatively small budget in comparison to the teams at the top of the, the big teams, your Man Cities, your Man United, your Arsenal's, your Chelsea's, you know, that's... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So they, they've proved that it is possible that you can go on and be successful without having a billionaire backer if you recruit smartly, bring in the right players and keep that togetherness. So I think, you know, when, when he's putting his case to Stuart Milne and the board of directors, then Leicester's a perfect example. Say, look, I'm not looking for millions and millions, but if you back me significantly, here's the possible rewards that, that, that we could get out of it. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. On the, the subject of recruitment, uh, Colin, I mean, Ronnie Dyla, he's got two games left in charge of Celtic. He's been criticised in many aspects, but we look at the relationship that he's got or the connections he's got at Manchester City and how that relationship has benefited Celtic over the last year to two years. It's enabled them to bring in Jason Denier, John Guidetti, on loans, they bought Dedrick Boyata permanently last summer, and then of course they bring in Patrick Robertson in January. When Dyla leaves, is this aspect of it, this um, 
connections he developed at Manchester City should he get credit for that is that is that one of his legacies yeah well certainly well Denier was, was a terrific player Gadetti made a, an impact uh, and young Patrick Roberts is, is already making an impact so if they can keep those lines of communication open between Manchester City then it's only going to benefit Celtic you know they have such a strong such a big squad it's so much strength and depth the, you know Manchester City and the other teams at the top, the top of the, the Premier League in England so it's impossible for them all to get game time. So if Celtic can keep that going, then yeah, it will be to their advantage. You know, and and you have to give credit to Roy. You know, that's it. All came about, you know, when Ronnie became manager. You know, it wasn't an avenue that had been open to Celtic before. So yeah, I'm sure that we continue. We'd be delighted if they can continue to exploit that um, that avenue. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Moving on, Colin Kilmarnock now confirmed in the playoff spot they lose 2-0 at home to Partick Thistle were you surprised by that? did you expect coming up to win? I was very surprised because I was at the Partick Thistle match the week before when they when they lost heavily 4-1 to Inverness and they, they were diabolical they were just all over the shop defensively it was a very uncharacteristic performance from Thistle and Kilmarnock were the opposite they had so much they had built up ahead of steam Seemed the momentum seemed to be with them. You know, they went to Hamilton, knowing that they had to win and, and, and won four 0 They were so impressive. You know, all the talk in the build up from Coman, it was you know a, a lot of positive noises coming out of Rugby Park. But I mean, I, I watched the highlights of the match; and they were absolutely dreadful. Mm. You know, and and that's that's a problem. You you don't know what's coming with Coman. You don't know what's coming from one week to the next. They are wildly, wildly inconsistent, and and that. That must be a, a worry for the manager when he just has no idea of what's coming next. On the basis of that performance against Thistle, would you worry for Kilmarnock against either Hibs or Falkirk? If, the play, play? if, if they play like they played on Saturday, then yeah, they've got no chance against either Hibs or Falkirk. No That's chance. the bottom line. No, if they play the way they did on Saturday, they have not a hope of getting through the, the playoffs. But of course, we have to give due credit to Partick Thistle. That was, that was a huge result for them. If they had lost... That could have dragged them back in. Goals from Stephen Lawless, Chris Doolan, terrific finishes from yeah, both. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, Doolan seems to make a habit of scoring against Kilmarnock. He's, it seems to be his favourite team to play against. You know, every single time he plays against them, he scores. But yeah, I mean, that was a great response from Thistle after the previous week when, when they were ex- extremely poor. So you have to give credit to the manager for, for getting the players you know, back up and, and producing a display like that. Partick Thistle deserve to be in the top flight next season. I mean, they narrowly missed out getting into the top six in the final game before the split when they lost 1-0 at, uh, in Dingwall. So, I mean, it, it would have been a bit unjust if, if they had been dragged into the playoffs. So, you know, full credit to, to Alan Archibald and his players. Dylan's one of those players, Colin. I always think he possibly doesn't get the credit he deserves. I mean, every season he seems to get double figures. Good player for me for Thistle. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's he, he's got great skill. He, he's he's a good, you know, he's a good striker for playing in the shoulder of the last man. I think the only one thing he needs is his conversion rate from the chances he gets. He should get more. He, he probably should get slightly more, but he's improving all the time. You know, this is a guy who's come through the junior ranks. He served his apprenticeship, and I, I mean, every time I do watch, you can you can see improvement. But I mean, he, his finishing is definitely getting better. But I mean, he's got a lot of attributes as a as a striker. You're talking about the extremes, the uh, you know the contrast in performances for Kilmarnock. The same applies to Hamilton Ackies. They, they kind of go from sublime to the ridiculous, and you know I don't think many saw them going to Dundee and winning. Brilliant result for them. Secures top flight. 
again, how much credit would you give Martin Canning and his players for that? Yeah, but you ha- I mean, you have to give them credit. You know, in the, in the, in the big matches, they, they, they've been able to pull it out. You know, they go through these long, go through these long runs when they when they can't win win for love nor money. But then just suddenly out of the blue, they're able to, to to turn it around. Did it again, and you know, after losing four 0 at home to to Kilmarnock, they go all the way up to Dundee and and, and winning. You know, it's they did it last season and we don't want to desperate, desperate run and, and managed to you know, sort themselves out at the, the business end of the season to, to drag themselves out of trouble. They've, they've done it again this season, probably one of the smallest, if not the smallest budget in the, the top flight and they've, they've um, you know, secured their, their premiership status for another season, so I mean, that, that's all they can really ask. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. <laughs> Goals from Stephen McLean and Danny Swanson give St Johnson a 2-1 win at Motherwell. That seems, you know, they're, five cl- and they're sitting in fourth, five clear of Motherwell with two games to play. You think that's pretty much secured for, for, for Saints and just that extra money for a higher placing? Yeah, it's going to be hard for, you know, for them to, to surrender that advantage now with just a couple of games going. And, and they, they deserve, I mean, the, the job Tommy Wright's done up there is absolutely incredible. Yeah, remarkable. Just remarkable. Just the consistency. You know, you know, it's easy, you know every manager's capable of having one good season and, and, and getting the most out, out of his players and, and getting themselves into the top six. You just keep doing it season after season. You know, he really is. He's a, he's a top-class manager. He's got a terrific group of players, and I don't think the players get the credit that you know they deserve. Mm. A lot of guys are very, very underrated. Murray Davison's had a terrific season. Steve McLean, as Amanda said, seems to be getting better with age. You know, he's another guy that's he'll score you 15, 20 goals this season. You know, guys like that are worth their weight in gold, especially, you know. You, know. you quite rightly point out the, you know, the calibre of manager that they have, who continually gets the best out of these players. Are you surprised that, that, that Tommy Wright in terms of whenever there's vacancies in England, Tommy Wright seems to be under the radar of English clubs down there for the job he's done at St Johnson. He seems to be constantly overlooked every time there's a, a vacancy. You, you look down the, the runners and riders and, and the odds to be next manager and very, very rarely do you see Tommy mm. Wright's name there, which is, which is staggering considering the job that he's done consistently well over a number of years. You know, he's, not, he's not just had a short time where, he, where he's, he's managed to produce good results. He's done it for the last three or four seasons. Though, I mean, he, he was one of the favourites the, the last time the Dundee United job was up for grabs, but I mean, he certainly dodged a bullet <laughs> by, <laughs> by turning Stephen Thompson down. Scott McDonald scored for Motherwell. Uh, you know, there's a, a contract negotiations with Scott McDonald that put you on the spot, Colin. Do you think he will be at Motherwell next season? I think he probably will be at Motherwell next season. I mean, he, he certainly deserves a new contract. He's got a lot of important goals for the team this season. He's just one of these guys. He, he's he's so positive. He's so determined. You know, he his you know his positivity rubs off on other people in the team. I think the other players, especially younger players, benefit from having somebody like Scott McDonald in the team. You know, look, Motherwell looked dead and buried at one point. Look, they were nailed on for for a relegation battle this season and going to be in the in the playoffs. I think they were eleventh round about Christmas. You know, and I think there was a few harsh words spoken in the dressing room around about that time. But you know, Scott McDonald's one of these guys. He, he says it how it is, and I think he's been instrumental in cajoling and geeing up the rest of that that squad to, to put them on the run that they want to to get themselves out of trouble and into the top six. So, 
if, if you were Mar- if I was Mark McGee and, and I think I think Mark McGee is well aware of of how important Scott McDonnell is to the team. I think they'll they'll, they'll be trying to to pull out all the stops to 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 make sure Scott McDonnell stays here this summer. Hearts Ross County kind of completes our summary of the top flight. Colin one 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 ma for Hearts. Good Willie equaliser for Ross County. Another good result for Ross County. You know, a difficult venue. The very fact they're in the top six is, is credit enough for Ross County, but it, it's no surprise that Jim McIntyre is a series contender for manager of the year. The football writers vote, you know, is 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 to be announced. Is he the main man for you? He's Should certainly he one he's certainly one of them. You know, we just t- touched on Tommy Wright and what a terrific job that he's done. But I mean Jim has been been exceptional at Ross County this season to win a trophy and just to, to to get them in that top half of the table as well you know they went through a little dip there just after they won the, the, the League Cup but he managed to steady the ship get the results needed to get them back into that top six and yeah I mean they're, they're, you know they're, they're such a tough team to beat now Ross County very well very disciplined very organised and that's testament to the job Jim and Billy Dodds have done up in Dingwall Hibs Wraith Rovers Hibs came back well to, to beat Wraith on aggregate, secure their place for the first leg of the playoff semi-final against Falkirk. Hibs trying to get off their fast start, this is Fraser Feige, controlled well by Stokes, trying to turn for a shot at goal, clear as far as McGinn, oh that's deflected, it's gone in! John McGinn has given Hibs the perfect start with a huge slice of luck. Well, Kevin Cuthbert had no chance at all after the deflection. Ray McKinnon's last game, you would think, in charge of Wraith Rovers. He's now been given permission to speak to Dundee United. Would you expect him to be in place by the time Dundee United play Partick Thistle? I'd be very surprised if he's not the manager within the next 24, 48 hours. Yeah, I mean, it looks as if they're just, it's a fait accompli. And the fact that Wraith are now out of the, the playoff picture makes it, you know, makes it all a lot easier. You know, so if they had a one, then it might made him might have been a bit more complicated, but now that the that Hibs have, have knocked him out, then I would be very surprised if he's not in place in the next 24-40 hours. Right choice for United, Cole? Yep, I think he served his apprenticeship. I think he's a good coach. He also seems to be a good manager. He's worked, you know, started off at Law Key, he's been at Brecon, he's been on the staff at the SFA coaching department where he was very highly regarded. Moved to Rafe, he's done a terrific job on limited resources. And he's definitely under crack at the Dundee United job. Massive job on his hands. He's going to have to have a complete clear out and start again from scratch. But I, th- I think this this time this is a, the right appointment for Dundee United. I watched uh, Pat Bonner and Willie Miller discuss the Hibs Falkirk game in sports scene during the highlights, and neither was willing to come out and pick somebody who they think will come through this game. So I'm going to ask you. Who of Hibs or Falkirk do you think will ultimately come through to the final to play Kilmarnock, playoff final? It's an exceptionally <laughs> tough one to call. Falkirk have obviously had the week's rest. They also appear to have the Indian sign over Hibs. Their record against Hibs in the last couple of seasons has been absolutely terrific. You know they're certainly going to fancy their chances, but Hibs keep answering the questions. You know people question whether they're going to be mentally fatigued, physically fatigued whether they've got the stomach for the fight, you know, people accusing them of having a lack of borrow, but so far they've responded well. They came through the cup semi-final, came through the first playoff leg. If you put a gun to my head, <laughs> I'd probably go narrowly for hips. Colin, thanks for that. Enjoy the chat. Thanks, Eric.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.